0: Okay, so Lee's going to come up and pray us all in,
1: and then we'll get started, okay? I just want us to also have fun out. They're going to make a campfire for us, and I don't want it to be too late, so, okay? All right, bow with me. Lord, thank you so much uh, for everyone that's here. Thank you so much for the safe travels we had asked this weekend, Lord, that we just draw nearer to you. Um, Please give us peace for our bodies, hope for our minds. Um, and let our spirit be at rest. Please help Kayla tonight. Please give her the words and the wisdom. Um, please help her to guide us as she always does. And I uh, just pray so much for these ladies that they draw closer to you and become even more the Jesus warrior princesses that you envision them to be. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I, for those of you who don't know me, my is Kayla. I am. Yeah, I'm Kayla. I have uh, a husband, I have two children. Um, I have a dog. I forget about him sometimes. Whoops. Uh, okay, so I'm going kind of to do a kickoff and let's start some things. Um, I want to just, yeah, so that's so how we're going to start. I want you to think of kind of one of the worst current things happening in your life presently. Like, okay, for example, I'm a social worker, but I work in the ER. Yesterday, I got to interact with the family because a 16-year-old shot himself in the face and committed suicide. Okay, right? Pretty awful. And I, so, so, something like that. I want you to think of something pretty tragic, pretty awful happening in your life right now. Okay, have that in your brain. Now I want you to get up. Get up. Okay. Okay. Start talking with me. With your body you're dancing. Ready? Okay. Felt a little bit like an oxymoron, yes? Right, thinking of something so awful, so tragic, so terrible. However, as Christians, we're called to do that. We are called to take everything that is broken, everything that is awful, and we are called to praise, to dance, and to have joy. And we are here to talk about that this weekend. And we are here because as a leadership team, we women saw, the women of the leadership team saw that there was a lot of negative, negative, negative going on, and we're like, mm-mm, we gotta carbutch that. No more, no mass, let's be done. So, I get the beauty of introducing all of that, okay? So I'm gonna be talking about a concept people call toxic positivity, okay? <clears throat> in the world, that word means something really different than what it means as a believer, right? So the, the definition of toxic is very harmful or unpleasant in a pervasive or insidious way. The thethorous, the I never say that word, right? says poisonous, venomous, noxious, dangerous. Again, sounds like an oxymoron, feels like an oxymoron. Toxic, positivity, ugh. And in the world, it means Susie Sunshine. It means, oh, you just have forgotten that the world is just so terrible and you just think everything is rosy and and fun and wonderful. That's what the world says that it is. But I would like to redefine it. I want to flip it on its head. I want to help all of you redefine toxic positivity because you should be toxically positive because you are supposed to be in the world but not of the world. You are supposed to be toxic to the things of this world. You are supposed to be toxic to who and what Satan has and to who and what the enemy has against you. Fair? Okay. So... 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. <clears throat> For though we live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. Okay, I'll read it again. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Wait, Michaela, you just got done saying that we need to be like toxically positive, but there's this war. Yeah, that's the toxic part. We're going to be toxic to the things that are not the way the world operates. So we have to think differently about joy. We have to think differently about how we're going to wage this war. And we have to think differently on how to cope when everything else around us feels like it's falling apart. Or, the, or what you see at your job feels like it's going to fall apart. Or it's awful. Or your boss is in ninny dunderpants. <laughs> so, so turn to John 16. John 16:33. 16, I have told you these things so that in me you will have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Not if. That is, you will. It will happen. It is coming. It is happening. It is going to happen. It will continue to happen. But take heart. I got this. I have overcome the world. Okay? So then you turn to James 1. James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind. Again, not if, not maybe, when. When you face trials. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. What's perseverance? Perseverance. Just keep going. Yeah, Dory. Just keep going. Just keep going. Right? It is. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So that verse right there just commands all of us to be toxically positive. When you have trials, you will have to endure them and get through them. Guess what? Then you will have maturity, you will be complete, and you will not lack a thing. Weird, right? It's a strange concept to think about. But, if this world, if what we have here on this earth is all that we have to look forward to, No thanks. I'm done. Over it. Moving on. There's got to be something better, right? There's got to be something. Well, what is that something? It's heaven. It's, 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 it's eternity without sickness, without anxiety, without frustration, without the stupid boss we don't like, without the kids who are hurting themselves, without the drugs, without the this, without the sexual impurity, without the whatever you name it. We have to long for something else. Heaven, and if you don't know what that looks like or what that means, man, we'll help you dream. We know how. Okay, Kayla, I hear you. I need to be positive, but I'm not like you. I can't just spin things. Well, yes, you can. You can, you can, you can, you can, you can. It's not actually as difficult as people think. It just takes lots of practice and lots of knowledge on what the world says Not what the world says. On what God says on how to spin it. And it boils down to one simple concept. Repentance. You have to repent of the way the world works. And you have to orient yourself to life and not death. When I say life, what do you think of? Nature. Nature. Okay. What else? Babies. Babies. Growth. Growth. I was thinking think of excitement, too, because I think about all my little plant babies and when they grow. Yes. You know? Yeah. Life. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. What else? Life.
0: I think of friendship.
1: Friendship. Really good friends. Yeah. Hopefully. Hope? I think of breath. Like, even when you say, like, like, right? Breath. Okay? When I say the word death, dying, what do you think of? I think of apathy, of not caring anymore. Okay? What? Eternity. Okay, eternity. An ending. An ending. No more chances. No more chances. Which one of these sounds like we want to hang out in? <laughs> over here, over there. I'm about y'all. I'm moving. Okay. Mm-hmm. And again, Scripture says multiple times, and we're going to talk about way more scriptures to talk about this too. But again in john 16 like we just read and in james 1 like we just read it says that death destruction and dying is coming it says that but then it says all of this stuff is to remind you of something else that you have to persevere to intentionally choose life and that is repentance we like to we like to put repentance in a box and think Repentance is only because I need to stop sinning and I need to stop making destructive choices. It's also about your mindset, your mindset and your heart set. Right? It's about the way that you think about the world. It's about the way that you think about the, the, the crappy stuff happening around you. Okay? <clears throat> so, there's an incredible book that was written, and I forgot it at my house, I was gonna read it for you, but you know, life, um, called Wounded Heart. Okay. Wounded Heart is a book about um, helping process for people who were sexually abused as children. And it, read, it there's a whole chapter, an entire chapter in this book just about repentance. And that's where the idea of choosing life and not death comes from, right? So I think we could probably all collectively say that being sexually abused as a child is on the, is in our top five list of like awfulness of the world. I think we could all pretty much agree with that. right? If it's not your top two, it's probably at least in your top five. And yet an entire chapter in a book to help people survive and thrive is based solely on choosing the life mindset versus the death mindset. And the coolest part is there's people in this room who would be like, yep, been there, chosen that, like this way so much better. Okay? We have to choose life. Got it? Can someone read John 8, verse 12 for me? 12. Yeah, John 8, verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Have the light of life. Okay, someone read John 11, verse 9. hours of daylight, a man who walks by day will not temple, for he sees by this world's light. See by light. Right? Beautiful. Someone read Ephesians 6, verse 12. Please. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Okay. Again, emphasizing the death is here. It is present. It is going to be here. But we have a choice to remember. We are fighting against it on purpose. Because what I don't want you to walk away with from me saying tonight is that I want all of you to become overwhelmingly positive and sunshiny sh- like me. I know that I'm shiny. I've been shiny since I was born, okay? So my, I've been told my, my whole life, but I can, I can guarantee you it's because I choose. I choose to say, yeah, that's awful, and that sucks. And I never ever want to tell a parent ever again, your son is probably going to die. I don't ever want to say that again, but guess what, I'm going to have to. So I have a choice, right? I have a choice to believe, like what Naf just read, that what happened with that child is not a war that I need to fight in the flesh. It's a war I've got to fight up there. So I need to orient myself to look here, knowing that that destruction is real. But I've got to look here. Okay? Make sense? Okay. If, uh, no, 1 Timothy 6, 17. I'm going to be really scripture heavy, but I just want you to know this is not Kayla spinning this. This is Bible. The Bible says so. First Timothy 6.17. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Okay. Everything for our enjoyment. If I were to hold a rotten apple, and apple, rock and apple. I were to hold a healthy apple, and I compared the two, and I said, here, Mel, eat the rotten apple. Okay, she took a bite, but then I said, hey, Mel, here's a beautiful, healthy apple. Which, How much more will she enjoy the healthy apple after she knows that, oh, this gross one is nasty? No, thank you. Right? Everything is for your enjoyment even knowing that death and destruction and sadness and like awfulness exists it exists for you to realize this is so much better okay again i know i do it naturally and i'm not saying yeah but scripture says so okay first peter five verse nine Is standing firm from the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Okay. For those of you willing to share, and you don't have to if you don't want to, raise your hand if you had what most of us would call a real terrible childhood. Raise your hand. Okay? Raise your hand if if those of you that aren't married have had some really rough patches in your marriage. Okay? Raise your hand if you've had a friend hurt your feelings. Raise your hand if you've been the friend who hurt somebody's feelings. Right? Guess what? We're all suffering on purpose. But I could probably come and have individual conversations with every single one of you, we could take all of the hurt, we could take the conflict, we could take the friction, and we could pull out the goodness of all of those things, right? Caitlin and I have had a rocky friendship, Raelle and I have had rocky parts of our friendship, and man, okay, if we're gonna go move a dead body, guess who I'm calling? You <laughs> <laughs> right your hat. <laughs> They told me that instead of me deciding it. I think that's what happened once, right? And there are other people in this room that I could say the same thing about too. They're just, the stories of the two of them are just so evident in my brain, okay? But all three of us would say, if it weren't for those crappy times, (laughs) the good times wouldn't matter. They wouldn't mean anything, okay? So the same goes for the way that you view this world. You have to want something better because this ain't gonna cut it. Fair? All right. Only four more. First John, 2. 15 through 16. 1 John 2, 15 through 16. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the fragrance of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he, what he has and does, does not come from the Father, but from the world. Okay. 1 John 4, 1 through 4. Excuse ma'am <clears throat> beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God for many false prophets have gone out into the world by this you know the Spirit of God every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God not from God this is the spirit of the Antichrist which you heard was coming, and now is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Okay, Romans 12, verse 2. One more time do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good pleasing and perfect will if that's not a command to change your mindset I don't know what is like it literally says be transformed by the renewing of your mind right this Take every thought captive, filter it, put it in the washing machine and say, God, clean this up. Help me understand. And then get the clean product. Not ignoring that the dish may be broken, not ignoring that the dish was once really, 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 really dirty, but acknowledging that the dirt and the awfulness and the brokenness will go away and there will be something else. There has to be, or else we have nothing to long for. We have no hope. Okay. Okay, Second Corinthians. Ten, verse five. take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Okay. Take captive every thought to be obedient to Christ. Okay. Does Christ want us to choose death? Does he want us to choose destruction? Does he want us to choose sin, awfulness, despair, ugh, what does he want us to choose? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Fruit of the spirit, right? That's a little song. So, Second Corinthians just commanded us. We don't have choice, ladies. Not really. Now we're human and we choose all the time. But that's why we're here. And that's why this whole weekend is going to be about choices. It's going to be about the balance of it is okay to acknowledge that things are not wonderful right now. But the difficulty is, is it's not okay for you to only have that one-sided. Christ came to be the great equalizer. And if anything, he actually tipped the scale. But you know, right right now we're just surviving through this world until we get to heaven. So he gave us the option. He gave us a way to have positivity, to have genuine joy, despite all the, the yuck. I almost said muck and pucky, but that's a made up word my mother had. My mother made up that word. So let me give you an example of a way that you can combat this. A way that you can choose to not always Ignore the mess, ignore the sadness. Okay, so Sid and I had this conversation a couple weeks ago. How many of you, when you have a, not even like a really bad day, just kind of like a ugh, today was just a bad day. How many of you, A, have those days? Right, all of you? How many of you use that as an excuse to reward yourself in some fleshly way? What would it look like if you sat in the balance and said, that awful day reminded me that when good days come, they're awesome. What if you had an internal mindset instead of a fleshly mindset? Now, I'm calling the kettle black here, right? I love walking around the aisles of Target with a cup of coffee in my hand, just like the next person, okay, or whatever is your, you know. However, now that I have worked really hard to embrace and just kind of sit in the balance of it, I'm, I'm, I'm much more thankful for these days, and I can endure these days way more often because I don't feed my fleshly nature and say, oh, today was a bad day, I deserve a cup of coffee. I deserve a walk to target. What if I just sit and, and reread what God tells me to be true, which is that days come, but they come to provide you hope. But there is something else beyond your fleshly sadness. And again, I'm not saying you can't have your coping skills, you can't have your appropriate ways. But I'm also deeply encouraging that you learn how to sit in the balance. That you learn how to acknowledge that terrible things happen and goodness will come from it. And you may not know for weeks, months, maybe even years. That's why the fruit of the spirit, one of them is patience. Because we all know we ain't, got we ain't got it. It's not from us. It's from, it's from Abba. Right, makes sense? Mm-hmm. But you have you, got to shift it. Change your mindset. Make it different. And, and we, you gotta practice. You gotta work at it. Okay? So, this weekend has been designed to challenge your thinking beyond your temporary mindset, beyond your very, very small mindset, I'm not saying that any of you are dumb. I'm just saying we are but peons. God is up there looking down at all of us. We we are precious little tiny ants to him. Your selfish mindset, your fleshly mindset. Things that are temporary, things that are small, things that are selfish, things that are fleshly point to eternal death because there's a beginning, a middle, an ending, and it's done. You need to choose life. It's not temporary, it's definitely not small, it is not selfish, and it does not appease your flesh, it appeases your spirit. We need to choose life, real life. So, there are four categories that we're gonna talk about this weekend. We're going to talk about how to be mentally balanced. Acknowledge that you have bad days and acknowledge that you have good days. We're going to talk about your physical balance. Okay? You're going to get sick. It's inevitable. You're a human. Bacteria is real. Sickness is real. But you get to have balance. Emotional balance. Okay? You don't get to be a shrew all the time. You have a responsibility as females to be aware of your hormone imbalances, to be aware of your very womanliness. You have a a biblical obligation to not be a shrew. And we'll prove it. (laughs) Even though I don't want to. (laughs) I don't have to do that. Sydney does. Um, You also, you'll find spiritual balance. You are going to have sadness in your spiritual walk. You are going to have valleys with your personal walk with God, you are going to have people look you in the face and say, you are stupid, I hate you, I wish you never would have converted me, screw you, you're in a cult, okay, love you. Yeah, at least six times to my face. And yet here I am. And I don't mean that to be prideful, I just mean that's real, that's a reality, and yet I wouldn't be anywhere else. I would not be anywhere else. So, what are you gonna choose? Are you going to choose balance, <clears throat> or are you going to choose an unequal scale? And again, remembering, and I want you to hear me say this, and I'll say it over and over again, I'll say it all weekend long, this is not to say that bad things don't happen, and that Satan is not real, and that destruction does not happen, and that none, like, all of you are in some state of awfulness. Right now it may be tiny, in a few years it may be awful and big. It happens, but it's to acknowledge both. That this over here has to exist for this to be worth it. You can't have life without death. You can't have death without life. You can't die if you're not alive. Right? So, beauty from ashes. That's what I want you to walk away with. Can you find beauty out of the ashes? Toxic positivity. You need to be toxically positive, but not in the way the world suggests, but in the way the Bible does. So we're going to get up, we're going to sing that song again, and all y'all are going to dance. Okay? Get up. Let's do it. I'll do it again pitch it better this time Thank you for giving us the picture of death and the picture of awfulness so that we can acknowledge and enjoy life and joy and positivity so much more. And not because we are ignorant that the world is an awful, awful place, but because we, we have a way to cope and deal with the world, because we have life, we have joy, and we have an obligation and a command To be positive for your kingdom. In your son's very holy and precious name, amen.